0: All right, welcome back to Modern Lightworkers. This is your host and founder, Janet Bernstein. But today, we are all about the guest. I have the amazing Christy Metcalf. She is the president and founder of CEO Learning Systems and is focused on helping businesses be better, generate more money, hello, and make a bigger impact in this world. She's an international speaker, trainer, coach, and author who loves helping people, and companies get out of their comfort zone. Her 30 years in business has allowed her to learn from the best as she's worked with the most recognized Fortune 500s, startups, and nonprofits all around the globe. Her true gift is helping clients cut through the inefficiencies and clutter that's holding them back from achieving success and then crafting simple action plans that build momentum, increase confidence, and produce immediate wins. I love it. I'm here for it. Welcome, Christy. I'm so excited you are here.
1: Uh, thanks, Dana. I am excited to be here.
0: All right. We're going to dive right in because, oh my gosh, 30 years in business. Tell you know, me I started just... when
1: I was 10. I started when I I, was I believe 10. you. I believe yeah, you. I'm
0: looking at a picture of you and yes. Oh my gosh. You <laughs> definitely started at 10 because we don't age. Let's just be no, real.
1: That's right. Never.
0: <laughs> no. So tell me, in 30 years of doing this, um, let let's just dive right in and and what have you learned over the last 30 years?
1: Oh gosh, do we have a show long enough for that? <laughs> Probably not. Let's
0: let's condense. <laughs> well, I have learned
1: over 30 years that whether the company has 200,000 employees or one employee, the same problems exist. They usually come down to communication problems, lack of systems and processes. Um, people not being focused on the right things. And that is universal. And I loved it when I was working with the, the big corporations because they would call me and they would say, I'm sure you've never seen this problem before. right?" <laughs> yeah. And if I could take the name off of the, the company outside and I walked in, there were always the same problems going on, right? If there were more than two employees, you had conflicts, you had personality style differences, you had things like that going on. And it really was creating these inefficiencies of where they should be so productive, successful, making lots of money, but they weren't
0: Mm. for those
1: reasons. And that exists everywhere along any company, whether it's for-profit, nonprofit, you name it.
0: Oh yeah. I could totally (laughs) see that. And so where, where do you come in? What do you do with these companies?
1: Yeah. So for 20 years, I had a a consulting business where I would go in and I would basically help align the, the, audience, right? The force. Um, I would work on the strategic mission, vision, values, and then either design an, a course, like a leadership course around it whether, it, whether it could be three to five days, maybe a single day, and then the action part of it. So executing. And I did some coaching in there, worked with executives. I, I really trained mid-level, well, entry-level to management up to um, executive, and. You know, I tried to help them focus on the right things to get the right results that they were looking for, because there are all these distractions and noise out there mm. inside of a company. And so I tried to really help them cut through the clutter of what is getting in the way. And then what do they need to achieve? Mm. And then three and a half years ago, I turned my business a little bit. And I was like, there are all of these small businesses, people leaving corporate, right? head and shoulders, right? Leaving corporate and they want to start a business, but actually they don't know how to run a business. They're really good at a job, but they don't know what it takes to run a company. And when you go from being an individual contributor, even if you are a manager or an executive level and you transition into your own company, you are not used to being the jack of all trades. You're not used to being the sales and the marketing team, the accounting, the accounts receivable, like that, you are all of those things into rolled into one business owner. And so I try to help them figure out where their gaps are. And I talk about as a new business owner, you need three things, confidence, clients, and cash,
0: mm, right? All of those and, things, right? Um,
1: and I just find that so many people get sucked into areas, those inefficiencies that I saw in big businesses where there were people operating in each of those roles. And now you have to spread your time collectively. And by the way, people leave corporate because they want a life and freedom. Mm -hmm. And in order to have that, you have to focus on the right things to get the money so that you can continue doing business.
0: Right, right. And I would say, you know, um, we were chatting, you and I, before we uh, started this uh, episode about leaving corporate. And of course, I often say, you know, I left corporate kind of kicking and screaming. Um, You know, it definitely wasn't my decision. um, But looking back, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so thankful now, you know, and I love being my own boss. Um, but I definitely get caught in that whole, I don't want to sell, you know, yeah. I, I just want to come across as helpful and educational and resourceful, but um, I mean, let's be real in order to make money, I have to be willing to put my, my, my offers out there. That's right. So, so what's, what's that about? Why, why do we, especially as women, why are we yes. struggling with that piece?
1: Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, I think that women are amazing salespeople. Because if they like or love something, they will tell every single person they know about it, right? Right. If they love a hair product, a skincare product, a stylist, a restaurant, somewhere to shop, like they will shout it to the rooftops. But when it comes to selling themselves, Mm. that's where the problem usually comes in. And, you know, I think as women, we have been conditioned over the years, whether that's your upbringing, whether that's wherever you landed in your first job, university, college, wherever. But I think that women, you know, are scared to death. I talk about the habits that really hold us back, and women are terrified to toot their own horn because we've been told for years not to be too much, right? right. right? Not too talkative, not too personal, not talk about yourself too much. Like we look at those girls that walk into the rooms and had that confidence and that sort of that badass feeling, right? You could just you could feel it when she walked into the room, and we were always told you don't want to be that girl. <laughs> yeah. And yet, when we start our own companies, we have to be that girl, right? Because nobody cares about you more than you do. And so there's this, I think that there's this whole tension going on between I need to be that girl, but I don't know how to be that girl, Mm. right? Mm. And we get wrapped up in what will people think about me? What will they say about me? You know, can I really do this? Am I an expert? That's probably the biggest thing that holds people back from selling is, Am I the expert? And I always like to diffuse that and say, my definition of an expert is that you are the most knowledgeable person in a room of average people, right? Because most of us are the expert in whatever we do, but we're terrified that somebody else is smarter than us. It's just that they have different skills or different education. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I always go back to men will apply for a job. If they have 65% of the qualifications, women won't, if they have 90, and that's the same way that I see in business too. So we are very reluctant. You know, we, we, I, I watch women go and get certifications for $10,000 and another degree. And, you know, they want the recognition to make them look credible, but looking credible does not bring business in. Mm. It just gives you more things to put on your wall. Mm. And so, I really try to cut through that clutter and talk about, okay, you are the smartest person in this area, right? You know, you do branding. There are people out there that do branding a different way, a different style, and you are good at what you do. And you're meant to attract a certain client to help them move that marker along. And so it's really getting in, you know, a lot of the sales pieces mindset, they don't want to be sleazy, cheesy, salesy, manipulative. And I really take it from you're offering a service that they need. And they're in pain right now and looking for you. So why not you versus somebody else?
0: Yeah. Yeah that that so resonates with me because you know you talk about the certifications and all the the stuff you know what's funny is when i started my business um i remember going to a networking event and sitting around like in a round table of women um and being asked when i said i did websites and content and writing and all those things and i remember being asked well um where did you uh, where did you get your degree and i was like oh i don't i don't have one they were like oh you don't, you don't have a degree. And I'm like, no, no, I I don't. And, uh, and they're like, well, where did you learn graphic design? And I'm like, well, I'm not actually a graphic designer. And they're like, well, where did you learn how to code websites? And I'm like, that's not how I build websites, you know? And, and, and at first it all, I mean, it kind of made me like, want to shy away from telling people what I did because I thought, well, Am I, am I a fraud, you know, because yeah. I don't have this, this fancy, whatever, you know, and, and I'm like, well, there are people that are still coming to me and saying, well, you obviously know how to do this and you can help me.
1: That's and right. so I
0: had to just focus on being proud of what I knew and knowing my wheelhouse, you know, and that's the other part of it. I think that we get caught up in thinking we have to be everything, yep. you know, and we don't have to, we can just say I'm good at this. And if someone says, can you do blah, blah, blah. And if it doesn't fit, just be like, no, I don't do that. But I know someone right. can, you know, and just being okay with that. And I, I swear it took me like three years of my own business before I really could confidently say things like, no, I don't do that. And, and right. being okay with it and not feeling bad or shame,
1: yep. you know, that
0: I didn't learn it or that it was too complicated or whatever the, you know, whatever the thing is, you know? So yeah, That's I totally it. relate. I, I, and well, I, I just wonder why we're all struggling with that though.
1: Well, and I, I, you know, I just had a conversation several weeks ago. So somebody reached out to me on LinkedIn because I actually did a 30 day challenge video series on making selling easy. Mm -hmm. And it was just a tip a day for 30 days. And a company actually reached out to me. They saw the videos. They wanted to know they're, they're at the place where they want to basically overhaul their sales system, right? And we get on the phones and immediately they're like, do you have white papers? Do you have case studies? Do you have this? Do you have that? And I said, no, I don't. And I said, and if, if that's the stuff that you're looking for, that will make the decision, then you need to find somebody else. I said, I have 20 years of experience. I have, you know, clients that will tell you the work that I did. They'll back it up. I have the results to prove it. But if the case studies and the white papers are going to do it, that I'm not your gal.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: And I was very honest about that, you know. For years, I started a business before I had kids because I wanted work-life balance with my kids and every client that would interview me, potential client that would interview me, I would say, I need to be totally honest with you. My priorities are I'm a mom first and business owner second. And if that doesn't work for you, it's okay. There's somebody else for you to work with. And I totally gave them that out. And every single time they would say, no, it doesn't matter, right? We're willing to take whatever you can give. And then we would sit down and we would look at capacity I'd say, I've got this much room to give you and they will work with it. Mm -hmm. But I think it's being true to yourself. Like you said, you have to know what to say yes to and what to say no to. And I find that too often women want to say yes to everything because they think they have to, or they should to make them look the part.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, um, reminds me of, there was an article I wrote on LinkedIn a bunch of years ago that was called why women don't show up. Um, and, and then in parentheses after that was like, and feel bad about it, you know? So it wasn't just that they were just not showing up and being like, I just didn't go. Instead they were like, I didn't make it. I'm so sorry. I didn't, you know, and, and it it all stemmed from hosting events and being frustrated because 25 women would sign up and five would show up. And so I wrote this, this, um, Sort of blog post out of anger, you know, in a way, but it was more frustration on my part. Um, but what happened was it like went viral, and uh, <laughs> it's still there. It's still on LinkedIn. It has like six thousand views now, or something oh crazy. Gosh. It was my, it's my most popular ever, ever written anything, and it was literally written like in a moment, you know, of frustration. Um, but it attracted attention from women all over the world who were like, "Yes, oh my gosh." And and really, I ended up doing a part two, because I kind of wanted to like be like, then how do we fix it? And, and honestly, it all comes down to boundaries. You know, um, when you set like, like when you talk about telling them, I'm a mom first, you set that boundary initially, um, right. You know, when I do podcast recordings, I'm like, Hey, I'm just letting you know, I'm, I don't do a lot of editing. This is not going to be perfectly polished. I'm not sitting in a closet with headphones on, <laughs> you know, that is not, that's not me. And that's not this podcast. And, right. and some people are like, Oh, you don't, you don't pay an editor. You don't do it. I'm like, no, I do it all myself. And, and I'm like, but if you're looking for that, There's plenty of them out there, you know, and so I think we just we have to set the boundaries because honestly, the people who are looking for us, we're a a breath of fresh air. That's right. They're like, they want you." Oh, thank God! I'm so glad I found you. That you put your family first, or or whatever it is, and and I think, man, I I really want to like shout it out sometimes to people like, just be yourself. You Let's know, be like be yourself, own it, put it out there. The right clients will find you, and Always. they will love you.
1: Yep. Yes, they will love you. And you know, I laugh about all those certifications, and because I was a certification junkie, I have like yeah. thirty of them. I know. And all of these papers, and I thought that that would make me look more credible. And in corporate, it did. It sure. did right because sure. it 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 put in that credibility, and she's certified in this. But when you get out on your own. I have never, by the way, I've never had one corporate client ask to see any of my credentials or certifications. I've never had an individual client ask for any of that. And yet we kill ourselves trying to look smarter or better or more equipped. And we just are equipped, right? People, People hire me because they want my experience. They want my knowledge of cutting through right? All the minutia that right. they get sucked into and how to do that effectively and start making money in a business or how to align to their strategic vision. They don't care about what's hanging on my wall. Yeah. They never asked to see that. Yeah. And yet, and yet we, we strive for that. Like I, you know, I have a good friend right now and she's a teacher and she's trying to switch occupations and go into a different teaching sector or not. Not different teaching. It's literally the same thing, but in the college world versus this. She has a master's degree. She just told me the other day, you know, I'm going back to get my PhD. And I said, why? Yeah. Why? It, and,
0: it you and just that's very to common. To sell yourself. Yeah, it's very common in, ac- in academia. Yes, um, it is. You know, my husband was a special ed teacher up until recently, um, and he actually ended up leaving, um, the teaching world after six years, um, and going back to his roots as an architect, um, in the construction world. And, you know, that he, he constantly was saying things like, I think I need to go back and get my master's. And I was like, why, why do you need that? You know? And he's like, well, it could open some doors. And, and honestly, I I do think that that's a whole other, you know, podcast episode, like in dealing with education, um, because I do think as an entrepreneur, you know, um, I, I just feel like we are starting it's hacking the system. yep, you know I we're we're now re- realizing people don't need that, you know, the I mean, I remember when I got like a certified life coach certification or something. And I, was, <laughs> and I was like, I feel like I need this, you know, so I can put this on my website and you know, and then it's like, fast forward. And like, if someone even asked me, like, do you have any, whatever? And I'm like, I think I might have a life coach one, you That's know? Right. And, and I'm like, oh, I am a, um, an ordained minister. Does that matter? <laughs> you know? And, and I'm like, I don't think it's going to help me with your website, but <laughs> no,
1: it's not. And by the way, I'm not disputing that you need some sort of skills or expertise sure. to do the job. You absolutely right. need to. But I think that as women, we put too much emphasis on looking credible and what that definition looks like. Right. And it holds us back from putting ourselves out there and connecting with the people we need to.
0: And I had that, you know, exact conversation with a client recently, um, who was convinced that she needed this, um, some sort of leadership certificate through a major university that a friend of hers told her about It costs a bunch of money. And I said, okay. And I said, you are building a business. And, um, and, and I said, regardless of what you're, you know, I, I think for the, for the sake of this conversation, her business is in, in financial services. And I'm like, right. you already have, you know, the licenses required. And I'm like, think of like, you have a toolbox, And you Mm -hmm. open that box and you've got all these tools. Is there anything that that particular university and that program is really going to give you that's going to help you today bring in new clients or land new clients? And she's like, no. I'm like, is there any reason why $8,000 needs to go to that university this year or whatever? And she was like, no. And I'm like, in fact, I said a toolbox is one of those things like We don't even really have to carry it around with us everywhere we go. You know, like you could keep that in the trunk of your car. And if you need a tool that maybe you don't have at your disposal, then you go and get it. And I'm like, you don't see plumbers walking around holding all of their tools because most of their knowledge is in their head. That's right. They're going to tap into when they need it. And, and as, and I'm a visual person. So like, and and obviously I'm a mom of a bunch of kids and, (laughs) and a grandbaby, we have five teenagers between the two of us and young adults. Um, And so I'm very visual. I use metaphors and I tell stories and that's how I help people learn. And so I started doing that with my clients a few years ago, because I just was like, you know what, I'm just, this is how I teach. And it seems to be really magical sometimes when you put it into that, um, into that way of doing things. So
1: well, pictures always speak a thousand words, right? And they they can visualize it. And I think the part over the last three and a half years, since I went from corporate, you know, to really focusing on these small business owners is the talent that is out there and the money that could be made. And it really hurts to see Mm. them holding back. And I'll give you for instance. So I have a client who um, has spent her entire career in television, producer, directing, and she's brilliant. She really is. And she's got the degrees to go with it, but she wanted to pivot from the TV world because she says it's like the Hunger Games. It is very cutthroat. It is a tough market out there. And you just reach a a point in your life where you no longer want to compete with that. And so she wanted to take all that she had learned and sort of transition and pivot that over to helping corporate executives have that charisma and that presence when they speak either on camera or to a group. And yet- this is how I see this lack of belief and confidence showing up is um, we were actually working on some of her marketing and copy. And I said, you know, do you have any, do you have any awards? Do you have anything that would really dazzle and shine and really grab somebody's attention? She's like, Oh, I know. She said, wouldn't it be nice if I had an Emmy? And I said, yeah, do you? And she goes, no, I've only been nominated four times. (laughs)
0: Oh my God. That's so, that is so on point, right?
1: Yes. And yet she is, she holds back and is reluctant to put that out there. I'm like, oh my gosh, brilliance, right? Like you don't just get nominated four times by not knowing what you can do. Right. Right. And so that right there, that example, I love it more than anything because I see that all day long. These women are brilliant and gifted and amazing. And yet they hold themselves back yeah. because they're comparing their beginning to somebody else's middle that may be right. 15, 16, 20 years. And they're like, Oh, I, I can't compete with that. Well, you're not yeah. trying to compete with it because they've already been out there 18
0: right. years. Right. Right. Oh my gosh. Uh, love it, so, <laughs> so, so true. Um, all right. So obviously we've got to have, we got to have confidence yep. to get the clients. Yep. And then in order to get the money, we got to have the clients. Yep. So what is, uh, what is a program that you you have, I know you've got something in the works that I heard about. So yep. what, how are you helping women get to this next level?
1: Yeah. So for the last three years, I've really worked with one-on-one clients and um, I started thinking about how women really learn. And that is they love being together, right? They mm. love this group concept and a yep. c- small cohort. And so in September, I started, I put all of my one-to-one work into this group, and I called it the 100-Day Profit Accelerator. And it really is showing women how to make money without creating fancy funnels or buying complicated technology or platforms, and really to just get over the hurdle that your the money that you want to make is not even living on social media. It is literally in your inner circle, mm-hmm. if you are willing to put yourself out and ask for it. So- it is a hundred days. We meet every single week for group coaching call where I give them one skill to use and put into place. So like one week we did the roadmap of a sales call because many of them are like, I don't even know how to conduct a sales call. Right. So that they think that if they're just sitting on social media and they make a social media post that people will flock to them and it doesn't happen that way. And so one week was about the whole process, like literally the nine steps in it. We practice doing it. Then they get to put it into place. You know, one week was how to walk into a networking event and qualify and really look for those key people, not walk out with a hundred cards, but work out with two or three that may be ideal clients for you. We start off with looking at who your ideal client actually is. I call it the perfect Mm -hmm. prospect. And so we, it's a step-by-step approach to where they're building confidence because they're applying it week by week. And it's small, simple, straightforward pieces, and they're putting it out there And they're making money in the process. And the goal is by the end of 100 days that these have become habits, right? And the one thing that I told them when I started the group in September was, you know, sales and marketing go hand in hand. They are the married couple of your business. And sales is the oxygen of your business. And what I see is people will market and they'll put themselves out there until they get a client. And then they stop marketing and then that client, they service them. Then that client goes away or finishes the work. And then they have to start marketing all over again. So it's literally creating this feast or famine in their business. And the two go hand in hand. We track development, business development hours, because I want them to see the time that they're spending, talking to people, telling people what they do, making offers equates to the money coming in. And we are on, we just started week six and I have a client in the program, who her goal was $15,000 by the end of a hundred days. And on going into week six, she has made $39,500. Oh
0: my gosh. As a
1: group collectively, seven of them, they have made a hundred K so far.
0: Wow! And
1: I just love, you know, more than the money. I love the confidence. I love seeing that. Oh my gosh. It literally is reaching out and just connecting with people and telling them what they do, who they're looking for. So they create the scorecard And so if I were to get on the call with you and I'd say, Janet, I really need your help. And you're like, what are you looking for? I would literally list down what I'm looking for so that you know, oh, okay. I do know people that fit that category. Mm. And, you know, my scorecard for this program is women who are not making the the money that they could, or they should, they're spending their time in a lot of places that aren't generating revenue. They feel exasperated and they don't love their business anymore. Mm. And to show them a
0: hundred people right now that fit that (laughs) to show
1: them that the money is around them. Like we know that there is money literally at our fingertips around us every single day and how to do that in a non salesy way Mm. and be authentic and true to who you are and sell what you're good at.
0: Mm. Okay. So for people listening, obviously we need to all run and sign up for the hundred day profit accelerator. It is starting again soon, right?
1: January after the January. first of the year. So we'll close down, but I'm, I'm interviewing people right now. It truly has to be a good fit, mm-hmm. um, right time for them. And we finish up December 21st. So I am interviewing for that next cohort to start.
0: Okay. So tell people how to find you and apply.
1: Yep. So I'm on LinkedIn, Christy Metcalf, you'll probably put it in the notes. Um, But if you were interested in it, you know, I have that 30 day video series, you can go out and look at some of those videos, get an idea of who I am and how I work, and then send me a message and say, you know, 100 day profit accelerator, I would love to jump on the phone with you. I have a little application talks about, you know, what the program is, who the right fit is, who it's not the right fit for. And I like to say, I don't sell anybody. Right. If it's not the perfect person and they don't need what I have to offer, then we don't work together. It's just that simple. And I've said no to people because I didn't think that it was a good fit for them. Sure.
0: Sure. Absolutely. I love that. I, um, I, I love the integrity behind your business. Um, you know, and I think our listeners are probably, um, you know, appreciating that as well. Um, before we wrap up, is there anything else you would like to share with our listeners, anything we might've missed?
1: Um, well, here's one assignment that I always give people to do. And if you are really struggling with that, am I credible? Do I have enough experience? I call it the little mini treasure hunt and I have them sit down and just list out everything that they know what they do. And it could be your certifications, your experience, your expertise, your education, but I want you to just do a data dump from your brain of everything that makes you good at what you're doing. And usually when people look at that list, they look at it and they say, okay, Right? I'm pretty good at what I do. I can do this. And it's just that motivator to say, you deserve to be here. You are worthy of being here. Clients need what you have to offer. And so don't hold back and remember to put yourself out there.
0: Absolutely. Well, Our motto for the show is to stop hiding and start shining. So I think Christy is killing it. Thank (laughs) you. Thank you for joining us today. It was um, just such a pleasure to hear what you are doing right now. I absolutely love, love, love this 100-day profit accelerator idea. Um, The small group component. I'm a huge fan. For those listening, you know I have run women's (laughs) groups in the past. So I'm all about getting women together together. Um, to help them overcome especially confidence challenges. So I absolutely love what you're doing. Um, So for our listeners, find Christy all over social media, but LinkedIn and Facebook is definitely where I'm seeing her the most. So I will be linking those in this episode. Um, And if uh, you want to enroll in her 100 day profit accelerator, send her a message and see if you might be a great fit so that you can bring in the money. Um, All right. That's all we have for today. Uh, We're going to wrap this up. So thank you for joining us on modern lightworkers. It is time to stop hiding and start shining. Um, Make it an awesome day.